0: Well, good morning. I'm glad you came to church today. I can't think of a better place to be, can you? Boy, what a a celebration that was to see a whole family baptized. Amen? That's what it's all about. Hey, if you're here today and you've never received Jesus as your Savior and Lord, I want to encourage you. Listen to what the Holy Spirit will say to you this morning. I promise you it's not God's will for any to perish, but for all to come to repentance. I pray today will be the day that you will believe in Jesus and that you will be saved and that you will soon follow the Lord in believer's baptism. Listen, it's a great day. It's a great season of the year in it. Well, I want to speak to you today on this subject, home alone. Now, as we get ready to launch ourselves into the Christmas season, I want you to rest assured we're not going to spend our time this morning rehearsing the antics of an eight-year-old who was left behind during a family's Christmas vacation, and he did all kind of weird stuff to protect his home. We're not going to talk about that. No, we're going to talk about something much more devastating then the antics of an eight year old, we're going to talk about a problem that, that people deal with all over the world, all over the world. And it's the problem of loneliness, home alone. Loneliness has been called the most desolate word in the English language. What, what does it mean? Well, according to Les Carter, loneliness is a feeling of separation isolation, or distance in human relations. Loneliness implies emotional pain, an empty feeling, and a yearning to feel understood and accepted by someone. It lurks, loneliness lurks in the life of the person who longs to find a spouse to share his or her life with. Uh, Loneliness lurks in the life of a widow or widower who had just stood above the grave, the freshly dug grave of a spouse that they spent years and years with. It affects the parent who longs to hold a child who died way too early. It affects the teenager who does not seem to fit in. It affects a senior citizen whose grown children have grown too busy to give them the attention and the time and the love that they desperately need. It affects the soldier who is stationed halfway around the world, totally away from his family. It affects the cancer patient whose treatment forces them to be in a hospital room in some type of isolation away from everybody and everything that they love. It affects the wife or husband whose marriage partner ignores them. Loneliness is a serious problem and it is an equal opportunity oppressor. It affects the rich, it affects the poor. it affi- it affects the down and out, it affects the up and out. it affects those who are, are strong and affects those who are weak loneliness is a problem the famed rock star Janis Joplin who died of a drug overdose at the age of 27 27 wrote this before she before she died she said this she said when I am I'm not on the stage I just lie around and watch tv and listen and feel very lonely. Elvis Presley, the king of rock and roll, just before he died, wrote these words in a note. He said, I feel so alone sometimes. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram tease the lonely person but do not produce the kind of relationships and and the, the, the warmth that they need in their lives, it's just just blank. It's it's there, but it doesn't solve the problem. God created a perfect world. Now we've been in a series in Genesis for for a while now, and we know that God created uh, Adam and Eve. He placed them in the Garden of Eden. It was a perfect world. And I want you to hear what God said. The first thing God said was not good in the Garden of Eden. You know what it was? It wasn't when Adam and Eve sinned, it was when everything was perfect. God said there was a problem. In Genesis 2, 18, God had created Adam and the Bible says that God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make him a helper suitable for him. God never intended for people to be lonely. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve sinned against God. They broke God's law. And as a result, we live in a broken world where loneliness has literally become a pandemic in our world today. We've just come out of a two-year pandemic dealing with the, the COVID virus. But I want you to understand that loneliness was around a long time before COVID ever showed up. It was there in the Garden of Eden because loneliness creates such a vacuum in people's lives. People often compensate by doing things they shouldn't do. They engage in immoral relationships, trying to fill that vacuum in their lives, or they rush into an unequally yoked marriage or they obsess over their career, or they immerse themselves in materialism, or they use drugs and alcohol to numb the pain. Listen, our self-absorbed efforts at trying to solve the loneliness problem only creates a disaster, an absolute unmitigated disaster. In Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, the Bible talks about what happens when we try to solve our own problems in our own way. In a secular human way. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 12, there's a way which seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. We say, well, if I get involved with somebody and I spend time with somebody, sure that that will solve the problem. But that's exactly what Proverbs 14, 12 speaks against. You can't solve a loneliness problem by trying to figure your own way out of the problem. You've got to do it God's way. And that's so important for us to understand. Now, today, we're going to look at Psalm 142. Turn your Bible to Psalm 142. And David was God's hand-picked successor... The King Saul. Remember God said this about David. God said, David is a man after my own heart. That doesn't mean he was perfect. He wasn't perfect. But you know what? He was a righteous man. He wanted to please God. He wanted to live for God. He wanted to honor God in his life. And Saul, King Saul was threatened by David. He was threatened by David's youth He was threatened by David's courage. He was threatened by David's uh, popularity. Therefore, Saul, King Saul, was hunting David down like an animal. King Saul wanted him dead. He wanted to remove him so that his throne would not be threatened by this younger, more popular, stronger, more vibrant, robust leader. So David had to hide from King Saul, David ran for his life, and he went to the cave of Adullam. And his words reveal how lonely he was and how it was impacting his life. I want you to look at Psalm 142, and I want us to read the whole psalm first, and I'll come back and address parts of it. David wrote these words: "I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord." I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before Him. I declare my trouble before Him when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. You knew my path. In the way where I walk, they have hidden a trap for me. Look to the right and see, for there's no one who regards me. There's no escape for me. No one cares for my soul. Are you lonely today? Do you feel that way? Do you feel like no one cares for you? That no one reaches out to you? And then verse 5, David said, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Give heed to my cry, for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors, for they are too strong for me. Bring my soul out of prison so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me for you will deal bountifully with me. I want you to notice several things in this Psalm that sort of describes what David was feeling and what he was going through at the time. He was confused. Look at verse 3 again. David wrote, when my spirit was overwhelmed within me. Now, the word overwhelmed in the Hebrew language means when things fall on top of me. Have you ever felt like things were just falling on top of you and they just kept falling and they kept falling? And you you felt like you were absolutely being buried by the things that were falling on top of you. David was enveloped by these circumstances and the stress and the anxiety literally was sucking the life out of him. By the way, that's what loneliness does. Loneliness will affect you physically, it will affect you emotionally, and it will affect you spiritually. Loneliness is a serious issue. But David was not only confused, he was hopeless. Look at verse 4. David said, Look to the right and see, for there's no one who regards me, there's no escape for me, no one cares for my soul. Now there was a time when David was a hero to the whole nation of Israel. People couldn't wait to get around David. People admired him for his courage, for his military expertise, and for his daring exploits. Songs were written about David. Everybody wanted to be with him and around him. They wanted to To learn his leadership skills. They wanted to feel the the, the power of his presence. But now, with King Saul in hot pursuit, his friends and admirers were nowhere to be found. Where were they? They had abandoned him. Nobody came to pray with him, nobody shared a verse of scripture with him. Nobody reminded him of one of the great promises of God that could help him in that moment. How desolate these days were for David. He was called a man after God's own heart, but he was battling loneliness. Let me tell you this loneliness is not a sin. It's not a sin. Now, it can be a sin if you don't deal with it properly. But I don't want you to feel if you're a believer and you're dealing with loneliness, maybe you're at home watching live stream today or maybe you're in this room or maybe you're somewhere across the the world and you're watching the live stream. I I got a note the other day, a a text from a guy in in Cameroon, my, my translator there, and he worshiped with us in Cameroon last Sunday. And he talked about how that message on on an attitude of gratitude encouraged him. And maybe you're there wherever you are in the world and you're dealing with loneliness. I don't want you to feel like that makes you a second-class citizen in the kingdom of God. It does not. But I want you to know that God has a way for you to get out of your lonely predicament. So he was confused. David was... uh, also depressed. Look at verse six, give heed to my cry for I am brought very low. Deliver me from my persecutors for they are too strong for me. See, it says where he says I am brought very low. Now look, depression is a natural outcome of, of being lonely. We got to understand that being lonely has some bad side effects to it now. It will really impact you. But now that we get a good feel for what David was going through, I want to drop in your heart a solution, a biblical solution to loneliness, and I want to do it by sharing three words that capture the essence of what God wants us to do when we deal with this crippling menace of loneliness. Number one, the word verbalize, verbalize. In Psalm 142, verses one and two, David said, I cry aloud with my voice to the Lord. I make supplication with my voice to the Lord. I pour out my complaint before him. I declare my trouble before him. You know what David did? David said, God, I am so lonely. He admitted his loneliness. He verbalized it to God. And you know what? He was not afraid that God was going to strike him with a lightning bolt from heaven because of his complaint. He knew God. He knew that God loved him. He knew that God cared about. I love what Dr. John Phillips said about David's complaint here or verbalizing his complaint to God. Dr. Phillips said, how wonderful God is. He listens even to our complaints. Aren't you glad of that? He listens even to our complaints. There he sits on high, surrounded by scenes of splendor no mind could conceive and no pen can describe. Every whirling atom Every blazing star proclaims his wisdom, love, and power. He is attended by shining seraphim who sing his praise. There too the chanting cherubim ceasely, ceaselessly proclaim his holiness. Angel choirs singing his praise awake the echoes of the everlasting hills. The spirits of just men made perfect add their anthems, celebrating on high the wonders of the redemption he has wrought. Yet he listens to our complaints. Man, David teaches us that it's okay to tell God how you're feeling. It's perfectly okay. Loneliness is not a sin. I said that a moment ago and it's true. However, if you refuse to admit your, your, your loneliness to God, And to verbalize it, it can literally suck the life out of you. It almost did that with David. It can even become a sin that drives a wedge between you and God and you and other people. So open your heart to God. Listen, are you lonely this morning? Open your heart to God. If you're a teenager and you're lonely... If you're a a young adult and you're lonely or a senior adult and you're lonely, open your heart to God this morning. Just tell him, God, I am so lonely. I am so tired of being by myself. I long to have somebody who cares about me, who will speak into my life. Lord, would you please come through for me? Would you help me, God? It's perfectly okay for you to pray that. He'll not only hear your words, listen to this. He will hear your heart. Now there's a difference in God hearing your words and him hearing your heart. But he'll hear both of those. If it's real and genuine and it flows out of your heart to him. He cares for you. Like a good father cares for his children. That's how God cares for you. So the first word that speaks to this issue of loneliness is the word verbalize. Verbalize what you're feeling to God. Number two, second word, recognize. Look at verse five. David said, I cried out to you, O Lord. I said, you are my refuge, my portion in the land of the living. Now, David recognized that God was his only hope. He realized that there was no person in Israel at that time who could do for him what only God could do for him when it came to his problem of loneliness. David recognized that God was with him when he had ventured into the valley of Elah to take on Goliath, the mighty champion of the Philistine. God was with him. And he remembered that, he recognized that. He also recognized that God was with him when he was the hero of Israel and everybody wanted to be around him. Everybody wanted a piece of David. He realized God was with him in those good times. But he also realized that God was with him when he escaped to the Philistine territory and faked insanity in order just to survive. And he realized that God was with him in that crucial, crucial, terrifying moment. And he realized that God was with him in the isolated cave there in Adullam. That God was always with him in the good times and the bad times. He knew deep in his heart that the living God was and is omnipresent, He's everywhere. And he knows everything about it. There's nothing that's going on in your life today that God does not know about. He's omnipresent. He's omniscient. He knows everything. And he loves you. And he cares about you. And he wants to help you through this problem. In Psalm 46 verses 1 and 2, David wrote these words, God is our refuge and strength a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea. In Psalm 25, 16, David wrote these words to God. He said, turn to me and be gracious to me. Listen, for I am lonely and afflicted. It seemed like so many of the Psalms David just opens his heart out and lays it on the table and allows people to see it. He allows us to see it. He said, I want you to know that, that I'm not some kind of superhero. I want you to know I'm a real person just like the people at Carville First Baptist Church today and those listening by live stream. I'm a real person, David says. And I, I got, I've, there were times in my life when I got so lonely and I cried out to God to be gracious to me. It's okay for you to do the same. And David needed to recognize that God had made some pretty awesome promises to him. Promises like these in Psalm fifty-five twenty-two, God said to him, cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. Man, when I read that last part, he will never allow the righteous to be shaken. My goodness, what a promise that is. What a promise for David there in the cave of Adullam when he was so lonely. Cast your burden upon the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never allow the righteous to be shaken. My goodness, what a promise. But I want you you to understand these promises were not just for David. They're for us. And so when we're dealing with our own set of loneliness, uh, we've got to understand that there's some things we've got to recognize. We've got to recognize, number one, that God is with us too. He's with us. He said, I'll never leave you, never forsake you. And we also got to realize that God has made some wonderful promises to us that we can take the, the promise of Psalm fifty-five twenty-two and claim it as our own. But there's some promises in the New Testament too. In John 14, 23, Jesus said, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my Father will love him. Now listen to this. And we, God the Father and God the Son, will come to him and make our abode with him. You you say, well, Pastor, when I, I, I feel so lonely, I feel like God's a million miles away. Well, you may feel like that. But you've got to understand your feelings never trump the truth of God's Word. You need to understand that if you're a born-again believer, God is always with you. But he's not, all the way, he's not always with you on the outside. He's with you on the inside. He and the Father, by the power of the Holy Spirit, have indwelt you and will always be with you. Even though you feel a certain way, you need to understand that God is with you. He's with you. He cares about you. And in Romans chapter 8, 38 and 39, here's two two verses that have a wonderful promise for us when we feel lonely. For I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Pastor, do you mean to tell me that when I feel so alone and I feel so abandoned, are you you meaning to tell me that God loves me in those moments? That's exactly what the scripture teaches. He loves you. He cares about you. He's with you. He's in you. And he's there for you. Nothing can ever separate you from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, your Lord. So listen, there are three words that capture the essence of what our response should be when we deal with loneliness as a believer. The first word is verbalize. Tell God how you feel. Be honest. Okay, it's it's okay. He's not going to strike you dead, I promise. Number two, recognize, recognize who God is, recognize where God is, recognize the promises that God has made available to you to claim. And then here's the third word, summarize, summarize in in Psalm 142 verse seven, it's like David comes to the end of the Psalm and he summarizes what he envisions God doing in his life. And that's an important step for us too. In verse seven, David said, bring my soul out of prison so that I may give thanks to your name. The righteous will surround me for you will deal bountifully with me. David said, you know, it's not as it seems. One day, David says, the righteous will surround me again. That's what he envisioned. And the second thing he envisioned was that God would deal bountifully with him. Now, Saul had all the resources of Israel at his disposal. He had the mighty weapons of war. He had the fiercest massive army. And Saul also had a bunch of spies who were looking for every opportunity to turn on David and tell Saul exactly where he was so Saul could kill him because they wanted to curry the favor of King Saul. But David had none of that. But David had something that King Saul didn't have. He had a real genuine relationship with God. He had God. And listen to this. This verse indicates that David envisioned the day when with the Lord's supernatural help, things would be totally different. It's very important that we do the same thing. It's so so important that we summarize our future with the Lord and that we don't get bogged down in the moment. It's so easy when we're going through things in in the moment that we totally... Ignore the things that God has promised us for the future. For instance, 1 John chapter 5, verses 4 and 5. Here are two verses that every believer should employ in summarizing what God's going to do in their lives. The Bible says, For whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Who is the one who overcomes the world but he who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. So when you're dealing with loneliness or guilt or whatever emotional thing is trying to strangle you, i tell you what you need to do. You need to remember that you are an overcomer. You're an overcomer. And you overcome by faith. You walk by faith. And God rewards people who walks by faith. But don't ever forget what John 14, one through three says about your future. Jesus gathered his disciples before he was crucified. He said, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you for I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. Oh, listen, when you think about summarizing your future, you you need to remember that you're going to be with Jesus one day. You, You need to remember that one day you're going to see his glory. One day you're going to be with him in a place where there's no death, there's no sorrow, there's no pain, there's no loneliness, there's no guilt. Everything is going to be perfect. You're going to live in paradise forever with him. And you're going to serve him forever. And you're going to glorify him for all of eternity. That's your future. That's that's a part of your summarizing what God is going to do for you. God will deal bountifully with you. I promise you. How do you know, Pastor? Because the Bible says he's going to deal bountifully with you. That's how I know. And that's how you can know. And that's what you're going to base your, your belief about your present situation and your future situation on. Listen, the Bible is our final source for faith and practice. Now, listen to me carefully. Samuel Taylor Coleridge in 1798 wrote a poem that many of you had to study when you were in school. It's called The Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner. Listen to the words. Alone alone alone, all, all alone, alone on a wide sea and never a saint took pity on my soul in agony. Is that the way you feel this morning? Listen, I've got some good news for you and I want you to drop this thought in your heart and keep it there. Loneliness is an opportunity for God to make himself real to you. Let me repeat that. Loneliness is an opportunity, not an obstacle. It's an opportunity for God, for Jesus, to make himself real to you. So three words capture the essence of what we should do as believers. And they are verbalize, recognize, and summarize. Now, the reason some of you believers are dealing with with, with loneliness today, is because you're not handling it properly. So you've got to do these three things. These are three things you've got to do if you want to walk out on the other side of loneliness and experience the victory that Jesus has for you. And I encourage you today. There are some of you who need to come to the altar, and you just need to verbalize to God, Oh, God, I am so lonely. I need somebody. To be with me, I need somebody to encourage me. Come. Verbalize it to God. You need to recognize. You need to recognize who God is. You need to recognize his promises and all he's made available to you. And you need to summarize. You need to think about your future. This wonderful future. We we sang a song about a living hope. And we do have a living hope in Christ. And we need to think about that hope. But some of you are lonely here today because you're not a member of a local church. You're trying to be a Christian in isolation. Do you know the New Testament does not even make any uh, grounds for a Christian to live in isolation? We're, We're told to be a part of a local body of Christ to encourage one another, and even more as the day draws near the day of his coming. And I want to invite some of you to come and join this church today. You're a believer. You've been baptized. Come and join this church and plug into this church and and, and be a part of this body and allow us to minister to you, and you minister to us. But some of you are lonely because you are not saved. You're not saved. I I can tell you this. There's something worse than personal loneliness. And that is spiritual loneliness. And you will, listen, you will never gain victory over your personal loneliness as long as you are experiencing spiritual loneliness because you have not received Jesus as your Savior and your Lord. And I want to invite you today. I tell you, God loves you. He sent his son to die for you on the cross. He raised him from the dead so that you could have the gift of eternal life. Come to Jesus today. Believe in him with all your heart. I'm going to ask our worship team and our staff to come. And we're going to enter into a time of worship And this is your opportunity to respond. This is your opportunity to make sure that you act upon what you heard today. The Bible says that we're not to just be hearers of the Word, but doers of the Word. Some of you need to come to the altar and pray, and I encourage you to do that. Some of you need to come to a staff member and say, hey, I need to be a part of this church. I I need to... to to minister in the church. I need the church to minister to me. I need the life of the body. You come to one of our staff members and tell them you want to be a part of Carnival First Baptist. Some of you in this room may be watching my live stream. You need to be saved today. I tell you, I can't think of a better day to be saved than today. Come to Jesus. Let me pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, take your word and use it in our lives and help us to obey you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand and worship and you come.